welcome to Monorants, the only boys rewatch podcast stupid enough to record when both hosts have COVID. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. I have spongy brain. Yes, I think it's fair. It's fair, safe to say that we both have spongy brain. But, I have spongy brain. But it, it's you know something. Yeah. I watched the episode. Yes, we watched the episode. Uh, absorbed what? most of it. Possibly hallucinated some bits that weren't actually in there. Yeah, but, but that yeah there's a good chance that there, there, there may be sections that did not actually appear in the episode. Yeah, so if, if at any point you're like, I don't remember that, that could be on us. Yeah. That could be on us. Like, I, we have watched it, like, I think three, four times at this point. Pretty sure. I've, got the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> we got the gist of it. But yeah, that was that was it. End of, end of season three. Yeah. It's all over except for the tears. Yeah. And we had plenty. Mostly yeah. regret, mostly regretting M&M. Yeah. How, how dare they make me cry? Yeah, no, there was there was definitely a lot of feels in this episode between yeah. Ugly M&M. crying is reserved for E.T.'s death <clears throat> and don't put me in the dark. That is it. And and now Black Noir's death. And, yeah. That was not cool, yeah. guys. <laughs> not cool. Fuck you. Yeah. A lot happened in the episode, um, but I've, I've seen a lot online in just kind of first reactions from people saying that they were like quite disappointed and that they felt nothing happened and I, everything ended up back to square one. And there's there's an element of back to square one at the yeah, end of the episode. Yeah, it, it but, has very much regressed to the mean. But there's an awful lot has happened as well in the meantime. Yeah, like they, I kind of can see where people are coming from where it's a lot happened in the episode, but at the same time, a lot of stuff didn't. Like yeah. it wasn't anything like hugely pivotal, groundbreaking. You know, they've they've stopped Soldier Boy. They've. I'd say the most important plot point is Ryan. Yeah, from the episode was Ryan. I'm fucking Todd. You now, fucking I mean, asshole. It's fair to say that I still really enjoyed this episode. I know one of the first things I said was that the online reaction that I'd seen wasn't great, but I I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I definitely wasn't disappointed. I had a few issues with it, but nothing major, and I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, um, managed to drag myself out of my sick bed at like midnight on Thursday to watch yeah. it here. Not sure how much we absorbed on the first watch. <laughs> I, there was some definite gasping. Oh, yeah. And clutching and crying and, and general. Oh, there, was, there was definitely crying the first and there watch. Was, there was some shouting as well. There was definitely shouting. Which was, don't you do it, Todd! Don't you do it! Uh, yeah, and, and shouting and crying with like yes. more. <laughs> yes. But I enjoyed it. I can see where some people's criticism can come in because compared to kind of the last couple episodes of season two with the whole Stormfront reveal, Roundup, yada, 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 the a Homelander is your son was the end of the last episode, was it? I have no concept of time the, anymore. Yeah, the last episode finished with the, the soldier boy reveal. daddy reveal. Yeah, so I can understand why people felt like that was maybe compressed, whereas we got a few more episodes of Stormfront being a Nazi and and the move against her. I think a lot of people were expecting either Homelander or Soldier Boy to be killed. Yeah. And I can understand why people might have thought Soldier Boy was going to be killed, but they weren't going to kill Homelander at the end of season three of the show. No. Even if it is a five-run show. No. Or a five-season if, run. If they even do attempt it, it'll either be end of season four or halfway through season five, if they are going to do a five-season yeah. arc. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I reckon they are, just given that it's a Crip Creed and show, and I don't think the show has that much of a longevity. Yeah, and for how much Soldier Boy we, we got in the season, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to die. I wasn't expecting either of them to die. No, no, um, no, and the CIA has him now, which will be fun, which means they're going to try and manufacture whatever's in his blood. Yeah, well, they try some and... some sort of anti-soup anti-soup weapon. weapon. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah, especially because Mallory's gone and that was a look of hate. Good God. <laughs> but we've jumped straight to the end of the episode there. Yeah. Um, so will we go back to the start? Well, before we go back to the start, will we go for a summary? Yeah, I'm actually amazed you remembered because I have no brain. Well, neither of us have a brain <laughs> right now. We don't have a brain between us. I no. Mean, 90% of my brain power right now is devoted to hating Todd. <laughs> the other 10% is just surviving COVID. <laughs> Because seriously, fuck Todd. Yeah, no. Like, fuck absolutely Todd. fuck Todd. Fucking hell, what a prick. But thankfully, Todd doesn't show up in my summary. No. <sighs> Never should But have. But yeah. honestly, I actually feel like somebody needs to go and find the actor and make sure he's safe. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is how, like, I, I always have big props for people who can play characters that end up being so hated. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, and he's only and, on like, screen. Like, I actually feel like the actor might be in danger. In danger. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only on screen for I'd say what less than 10 minutes across oh, the whole season an asshole, in what like four episodes yeah. and we fucking hate him we hate and, him from the get go for like muscling in on MM's family but yeah. then his ideology when that was introduced that was just like oh okay there's a reason why I hated you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know it's it. Nice to, yeah, it was nice to know my hatred was justified. I just hadn't realised until I saw Yeah, you. I just, I, I've never, it's very, very rare that you get a character where you're like, I just don't like you. That's like not, like, because he wasn't set up to be an unlikable character. No. Like, he's good to Janine, like, he's good yeah, to Yeah, I Monique. think in the first episode, like, you're not necessarily supposed to have any problems with him. And then when you see how he's watching Homelander's that birthday Lee speech. And the, yeah, he, get, he gets his loathe chub on. Oh, oh, yeah, he's definitely, definitely got a hard on watching that. Oh, well, he's definitely but, got a hard on in that park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he had a hard on first, uh, Homelander killing that guy. But we've done it again. We're straight yeah. back to the end of the episode. Yeah. And I haven't even attempted the summary yet. No. <laughs> I'll try again. <laughs> as Butcher and Soldier Boy close in on Vought Terror, Huey returns to the boys and his senses as they finalise their assault on Soldier Boy. Homelander brings Ryan into the fold while putting the rest of the seven in their place, confronting Black Noir, hypocritically attacking A-Train, humiliating Ashley, and turning the Deep into an assassin, I think. Sorry, love? <laughs> yeah. Maeve escapes her captors, and after killing some innocent bystanders with chemical weapons, she takes on Homelander and risks death to become a real hero. Yeah. And she does kill some people. With, she does. She fucks I, that Navajo out the window. I was like, yes, this is how you do it. No fucking collateral damage when she takes them all out in the van, and it just... It just teaks the, the yeah. fire. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that, see, look, but... And that was, yeah, it was the first thing you said when you were watching it. You were like, yeah, go Maeve, no collateral damage. And then, then like, like, the next thing she does is fire Novichok out a window. Yeah, and, and then, I actually Googled which way, where that was going. She threw it towards Chelsea, isn't that Chelsea, what Chelsea, yeah. She threw it out over Chelsea because that's the way the, the way the building is shaped. The wedge points up to Times Square. Yeah. And Butcher's office is in the very point of the wedge and she throws it out the left-hand side. So yeah, that's that's Chelsea. So, yes. It's okay. There's at least a Whole Foods there, so I'm not too. Yeah, so she she killed a couple of people there, definitely. But even if the bottle didn't break, like it's a bottle of like perfume, so some poor kid's gonna pick it up and like spray it in their eyes. Somebody has died as a result of her throwing at that least out the window. one person has died. Yeah, if not several. <laughs> yeah. And then probably like, a whole oh. lot of people get killed by falling glass when she jumps out the window More, and soldier no, dad. And, and they only evacuated one, one building and that takes chunks out of two buildings at yeah. least yeah that was a big boom so not so good with the collateral damage it may have in this episode no <laughs> better than it would have been and and speaking of collateral damage uh, Ryan is throwing those baseballs with pretty much careless abandon at the start of the episode just firing them over the trees yeah he doesn't care where they land but yeah it's a bit like that um, is it the opening of Invincible 
when he's putting the bin bags oh, into the dumpsters and he bags. fires one into the, and then you hear about it on the news later no, in on. No, in the next episode it, it lands on a guy outside uh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, there was definitely vibes like that to it. Yeah, and that's a baseball, that's hard. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of it. And we already heard Stilwell say when Homelander did it in season one, that's going to kill somebody when it comes down in Boston or whatever it is yeah. he says. yeah. But yeah, that's probably also gonna at least. In fairness, hopefully the the best case scenario is that some grizzled hurling player will see it coming and grab it with his bare hands because <laughs> they're used to things like that. I was. I will say I was worried for Mallory. Yeah. In that scene, but no, then um, Homelander did seem whole... to be genuine in his like, "I'm not here to harm anybody. Yeah, his I just want to talk to my son." Was, yeah, was like, "You're doing your thing. You haven't attacked me." I don't want to attack you. He's very... Until, like, until she goes for the phone. That's the only time. And he doesn't even threaten her. He just says, I can hear you going for the yeah. phone. Drop it right now. Yeah. And she does. And then he basically ignores her for the rest of the yeah. interaction. Yeah. That was kind of almost the nicest thing Homelander's ever said to anybody. When he's explaining to Ryan that, that it's, it's not, not his, his fault. fault. And as he was, as he was explaining And it's that, actually genuine and you feel it. It's also a little bit scary because... Homelander's talking he's... from experience when he's like, sometimes you break things, yeah. things that you love the most. Yeah. Well, we've seen that there was that deleted scene of him hugging the teacher when he was a small child. Oh, yeah. But that's it. The people are still things to him. Yeah. Everything, Stormfront, all of it. They're all things to yeah. him. And I do wonder if Ryan didn't have powers, would Ryan just be another thing to him? Is it, the, you know, is it the powers well, that he's really think, after I don't or think is it the family? care. I don't... Well, obviously, if Ryan didn't have powers, he probably would have never made it that far. Like, the vault wouldn't have hidden it for him, from him. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, I just just on that point alone, I wonder. And I wonder, will it be something that they, they go into in, in but season it's, four? It's very telling that he finds out that Soldier Boy is his dad, and the first thing he does is go to get Ryan. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about it and a bit later. And then brings Ryan into a middle of a fucking killing field. Well, that's the bit that I, I was just referring to yeah. when I said we'll talk about it a bit later. But yeah. It, that, that, that's not very good Because you have to wonder, is it is that why he's gone to Ryan straight away? or is he knows, it, he'd be like, hey, look, I'm your son. This is your grandson. We're going to play on the fact that you didn't have a family either. Yeah, is but it... But you have one now and we can all be friends. Is it part of the ploy and just good timing that he got the address that he went to see Ryan? Or is it because he's just gotten the address and he genuinely wants to go and see Ryan? Could you well, he gets get... the address before he finds out about Soldier Boy because yeah. Victoria gives him the well, address. Well, he's looking at that when he gets the call from Soldier yeah. Boy. So I think it probably solidified his decision to go and find him. Yeah, but he unknowingly says exactly what Ryan needs he... to hear. Well, not needs to hear, but needs to hear to get him on side, which is that it's not your fault. It's... After Butcher had pushed him away by saying, it's all your, your fault. fault. When he's talking to Ryan and he's like, it's not your fault. And he's kind of very aggressively pointing at him. It's really similar to in the previous episode when he's like, it is safe to go outside. You can do this. It gets, a, it's that, but a little, but more toned down. But it was very similar kind of gestures and intensity a, of phrase. He's a very pointy He is very pointy. Because it's the same later when he's talking to Butcher and Soldier Boy. He's like pointing at Butcher at one hand and pointing at Soldier Boy with the other hand. When he's like, He's that Spider-Man gif. <laughs> yeah, but all to himself. <laughs> Just put him in the mirror and let him yeah. recreate that gif. But um, no, I didn't pick up on that. I, I, I mostly just... No, I just felt like it was very, very intense the way he was saying it. Well, I mean, nearly everything Homelander does is kind of intense. Yeah. No, and there was a softening, though, of this. Like, it wasn't, yes. it wasn't scary intense. There was a softening kind of in his facial expression, which was... I genuinely think he he believes what he's saying to Ryan. Oh, yeah. 
And he will he will forgive Ryan of yeah. anything so long as Ryan loves him back. Yeah. I think he will. Yeah. And that's also a scary thing. Especially considering in the previous episode he'd been like, Oh, I'm just gonna harvest your eggs and we're gonna make it like I'm gonna make a super baby who's stronger than Ryan. Who's, yeah, who's, and it was it was a very dismissive thing. So that and that's that's why I am curious as to as to what you he loves about Ryan. His motivation was prior to seeing Ryan throw that ball. If Ryan yeah, had been doing had, had, anything else but mm, throwing that baseball, would he have acted the same? Yeah. yeah, and that's as I say, that's that's why I'm curious as to his ulteriors. Yeah, is does he really love Ryan or does he love the idea of having a son with superpowers? Because I think as you he's said, trying to in, build his family that he references later on in the team. Yeah, yeah, I think, and and by having Ryan and having Ryan close to him, and we've seen before when he took Ryan previously. He does genuinely care for and about Ryan. Yeah, and we his definitely safety we, and things like that. We talked about it a good bit last season uh, as to the the kind of the humanizing father aspect of Homelander where he was and more it is, concerned it's about his weak Ryan. spot. Ryan's his weak spot more and more now, especially after the events of this episode. Ryan is very much a weak spot for him. Oh, definitely. And we we all and season was, long, he's talked about blood and bone and scorched earth with Butcher. Yeah. And then towards the end of the episode, as soon as Ryan is in danger, he has a little mini team up with Butcher. Yeah. It doesn't last very long, but no, he teams up with Butcher for a second. But that's... Ryan's a weak point for both of them. Oh, definitely. definitely. And Ryan, they'll either stand together to defend him from a greater bad, which they do in this, mm. or they're going to tear each other apart trying to protect him from the other one. Yeah. Uh, and I just, yeah, no, definitely. Ryan is definitely going to be a big part of season and four, I think. I know Butcher keeps going, I made a promise. But he broke, he's broken that promise already. Yeah. He may be like, oh, I made a promise, but this goes above and beyond the promise he made to Beckett to look after him. He actually genuinely cares for him. Oh, yeah, 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 but, but he's still broken that promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, he too has cheese brains, so. He does. He has he has a very similar cheese brain to, to us. Yes, <laughs> except maybe without the head leakage. Well, we don't have the head leakage. We don't have the head leak- leakage. Leakage? <laughs> that there word. is some leakage coming out of Huey's ears. There is, but that's just, again, I think that is just to remind us he's not out of the woods yet. Yeah, he probably, you know, the way at the end there, they're like butchers there getting head x-rays and stuff. And they're like, oh, we drained all the fluid out. So he, I, in my head, I was like, Haha, he has a tap in his head. Um, <laughs> he might. Yeah. But yeah, Huey, maybe go to the doctor. Well, maybe. Might, it might be an idea, but yeah. he's still being kind of carried along by Butcher because when Butcher's like, oh, we're Soldier Boy, he was like, oh, so fuck, we're still doing this? Okay, yeah. No, at the very end, like, you see Butcher there getting all the... Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, it was maybe like, did, did, did you tell Huey he should probably go and have his brain checked? <laughs> well, I mean, and Huey knows now. Starlight's going to take him. Star- yeah, Starlight but he probably make should... him go. But in that scene where, where Huey's cleaning out his ear and Butcher comes in and is like, what Soldier Boy up to... When when Soldier Boy comes out, is he drinking Coke and milk? Yeah, is that like an old timey hangover cure? Yeah, what's with the Coke and milk? Or yeah. it looks like Coke and milk. It looks disgusting. It looks horrible. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, was uh, that a curdle? Oh god, it would be. Oh god. But one of the other things that I was, I'd say, quite surprised by is when Deep and Ashley go to take or go to move Maeve. You know, yeah, well, there's the big, the big protest, protest outside. outside. Yeah, and um, I'm sorry. Some of those that, signs were hilarious. Some of those signs were hilarious. You're one in the fucking US flag shirt who was like, Starlight dies, children. Or Starlight lies, lies children, children die. die. Yeah. That was weird. I didn't quite get the whole when they decided on colours thing. Yeah, all the Starlight supporters are yellow. Yeah, and they were some very professionally made signs. 
I suppose they went with yellow because it's easier than white. Starlight, yeah. Um, People must reinforce yellow. Yeah, it's yellow and white, so we'll go with the yellow. Yeah. But yeah, they were they were, all the protesters are very color coded. Yeah, I suppose it's just to make it easier for us. Yeah, thanks. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, also meant to stand out more. But yeah, no. What I was surprised by was when then we cut inside the building because the protesters say that the the attorney, the attorney general is on their way with, with a, a warrant. warrant. Yeah, and inside deep and actually are freaking out and talking about moving Maeve when they gas her. Ashley says she's sorry. Yeah, she mouths I'm sorry at her. Wasn't expecting that. Um, it sets up what comes later with Ashley. Ashley and Maeve have kind of the most human relationship of her and any of the seven. Yeah, well, they have like a kind They've of... They've had a couple of bickers over this, over... Yeah, it's it's like they have a blunt respect for each other. Yeah. Like, she can't stand the deep because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, A-Train doesn't like her and has already a bunch of times been like, you know, you used to get my, my coffee and that sort of shit. Yeah, shoot. that's right. I said it. I <laughs> yeah. out that whole bit where she unloads on A-Train after pulling her hair yeah. out. <laughs> but and he's like, damn. I think I think she also might feel a little bit responsible about all the various things that have happened to Maeve because we saw Starlight come for her and be like, "Where is Maeve?" and she nearly cracked and told her. Yeah, but and also, then it's like, "No, he'll kill me." Also, last season she was the one who like put her and Elena on this pedestal, which led to the two of them breaking up. Well, yeah. she doesn't know why, but as far as he's concerned, that's why. And they had that moment then when Maeve is sleeping with her boy toys and is like, "Just be a fucking human." Yeah. So they, yeah, they do have life. this kind of. There is a bit of a, a kind of mutual respect relationship yeah. there, I think, and I think that's why she's like, "I'm sorry," or it could just be to set up what happens later. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also, the way she looks at them is Maeve is just like, what the shit, really? And she knows, like, Ashley, I think, knows to a certain degree what Homelander is planning for. So Maeve, in that moment, is probably assuming that she's being gassed to be taken off to have whatever Homelander wants done, done to her. Yeah. And And having Ashley mouth, I'm sorry, does not make that any better. Probably not going to make any better. So she she doesn't waste any time breaking out. No, uh, yeah, would not like to be the three assigned to that detail. Well, they're dead now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she breaks out pretty quick. Yeah. And I don't blame her, given what she thinks is probably going to happen yeah. to her. She's on her way to have her some, eggs harvested and be killed. Some sort of facility and to be presumably, like, vivisected. <laughs> yeah, no, she probably thinks she's being taken off to a lab somewhere. Yeah. But no, yeah, she breaks out and it turns out that Frenchie has come from a lab. Yes. Where yes, he, he has, has bought <laughs> three Bugattis worth of uh, Novichok that comes in a tiny little bottle. Yeah, well, he put it in a, in a uh, cheap-ass Starlight's Wish bottle. Like, Which apparently now smells better with the Novichok inside it. Yeah. <laughs> but the the chat the two lads have after they get oh, past the Novichok. Yeah. <laughs> Frenchy talking about slicing the guy's ear off because he was talking during I 27 the, dresses the way he is perched on the arm of that chair makes me really happy for some reason because he's got the uh, the way he's got the leg co- crossed and he's talked about taking the Spaniard's ear and he's so mad about it <laughs> you just oh but yeah having the, the little the little heart to heart that they have and Frenchie getting right to the heart of it and being like you can't hide who you are from your daughter at the end of the day she's going to find out so you need to explain it to her and yeah show, show to her, her everything show her everything so that you don't have to worry about hiding these bits and she's not confused then when things happen she needs to understand that you have issues and tendencies that make you react this way and the more she understands about it the less scary it is for her yeah because M.M. is the one who said 
it's, it's she's, not just that, that I, I punched a guy. It's the fact that she's going to have the memory of her dad knocking out her stepdad for the rest of her life. So give that but, memory context. Yeah, exactly. Frenchie's point is, is, yeah, so let her yeah. understand and how he, and why that situation arose. Yeah. And he's right. And and Laz Alonso plays that scene. Oh, my God. That uh, tear, when he's sitting there crying. Oh, yeah. Just, he had me in tears. Laz has had me in tears a couple of times this season, particularly yeah, but, at the end of the episode as well, then, when he's with Janine. Yeah. And but, he's explaining it to her as well. Well, and Frenchie's parting little bit then of and get back on the Lexapro will you <laughs> but he's like you are a deeply profound and broken man yeah. but so am I so are we all yeah you know and he like that's the thing it's Frenchie gets that and Frenchie's the only one who's like basically honest enough to be like yeah we're all fucked up so what yeah everyone is <laughs> everybody is get back on the Lexapro buddy but yeah. then he follows it up with but you're also the best person I know yeah you're the best man I've ever known and, and, and probably true oh yeah M.M. is the man M.M. is the best person in that whole fucking show yeah I mean the whole the whole season has been about toxic masculinity and M.M. flirted with it very briefly and then went back to being the man yeah that M.M. is a real man yes <laughs> Fuck Soldier having, Boy, fuck Butcher, fuck Homelander, MM is a real man. Yeah, and having him be vulnerable and show his fears and his insecurities and taking advice on board and acting on it and being like, well, he recognises what he's been doing has not been working, keeping her away from this isn't working. Yeah. So he takes Frenchie's advice and he's like, yeah, this is, I'm going to tell you what happened and why. Yeah. And when he said, when he's talking to Janine, he's like, sometimes it makes me sad. Sometimes it makes me mad. It just, oh, broke my heart. Oh, and, and the, With the, the, tapping, the finger tapping. And she puts her hands on it. And yeah, and again, tears. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that bit at the end, it, when he tells her it is, it's just so sweet. Yeah. And... And it, it's good for her as well. Janine needs to understand because otherwise, like she's, how old is she now? She's 10? Yeah, I think she'd be 10 or 11. Well, it was her birthday at the start, but I wasn't I can't paying attention remember. to what it said on the cake. I think it was 11th birthday. Yeah. She's old enough now to as well to understand. And it means as well, if there's something that she doesn't understand, like Monique can help as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's important for her, yeah. for her to know. But I mind you, uh, if uh, the the final events of the episode make it onto television and Todd's there in shot, Monique's gonna be packing up fucking everything. Yeah, well, I hope Monique. Bye, Todd. Janine, I hope Monique and Janine can get the fuck away from Todd. Bye, Todd. <laughs> I really do. And, and speaking of distance, I, I love the kitty squabbling that we see of Ashley and the Deep trying to put the blame on each other and distance uh, themselves from the, the responsibility of losing Maeve. Uh, <laughs> just like, but you you did it. I wanted away from They've just, just turned into siblings. Yeah, I, I do. I love it. We saw it when they were talking about firing everybody in... Yeah. Um, uh, it was your idea, analytics. but you were here. <laughs> yeah, and they are, they're saved by Noor returning. Yeah, Noor comes back with uh, his, his forest friends. Oh, his little birds. His birds, I want to fuck shit up. <laughs> I was kind of sad when you get to see more of the birds. I was enjoying them. No, I think I think they used the enough the animated the, birds enough. just just enough in this episode. There, that little bit, and then when him and Homelander hug, and there's the little the hearts. floating hearts. That made that that made the later hurt more. Oh yeah, that just that 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 really that was <laughs> yeah that was unnecessary. Yeah, because it's, it's not the very next scene, but it's the very next time that we see them after that. Yeah. Is, is when Nor gets it. But I don't want to talk about that just yet. No. Um, so we'll talk about Butcher KO and Huey instead. Oh. <laughs> oh, right in the face. Yes. Like, right in the face. <laughs> 
And as much as as much as the the cold cocking hurt, I think the insults that Huey gets thrown at him this episode might hurt a little bit more. Oh, well, like Soldier Boy, but when Soldier Boy wakes up and he's like, "Hey, where's the cum guzzler?" Oh no, I just love the way that Maeve absolutely fucking hates him for some reason. She just really does not like Huey, and every time she sees him, it's always a really really inventive <laughs> insult about how. Well, I truly the last the last time she saw him would have been last season when her and Annie. Um, her and Elena had broken up and he was he came to see her in the apartment yeah and she called him a twink yeah and yeah, told him that she'd snap him like a piece of dry wood <laughs> yeah no she's she's not fond of him really no is she? she really isn't it's hilarious and it must be apart from Annie it must be a superhero thing because yeah Soldier Boy seems to have much the same opinion they of all, him as they well they all really dislike him yeah <laughs> well we obviously we know A-Train doesn't like him for specific reasons yeah but yeah anybody else who meets him is just like oh who's this guy and, and speaking of unwelcome visitors and A-Train, A-Train goes to see his brother. Yeah. A-Train's apology is sloppy as well. Oh, what, tonight? Tonight. I mean, he does mean it. He walks but... in and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, I got a new heart and I'm getting all my shit back and yada yada. And I was like, dude, like, and he's like, oh, you can come back and work for me. Oh, well, I think he's trying to be nice there. He's like, it, it oh, means buddy, shit without you. But he even but that... the fact that he walked in originally was like, oh, look at me, I'm getting my whole life back together. It, like, he doesn't say it to be like condescending no but, but yeah, definitely... everything's coming up a train and it is very much a slap in the face to Nate. Uh, yeah i think he, he could go in there and definitely phrase it a bit better and be like yeah hey, and look. i told you on nate's side about this as well oh, gotcha. like, I didn't want, you know he's like i don't i wanted my kids to see justice they can't because he was a vigilante and you you're as bad as he is and i think nate's nate's willing to give him a chance up until he finds that out yeah. You know, he's willing to sit there and, and kind of listen to A-Train's apology and listen to what he has to say. But when he finds out that he killed Blue Hawk, yeah. that's when, no, it's, no, I don't want a murderer in my house. I wanted proper justice. Done. Oh, yeah, this wait, wait, justice. you find out about the other four. <laughs> yeah. And it was only for A-Train. Yeah. You no, know, it, was, it wasn't revenge for Nate. It was A-Train's revenge for what happened to Nate. Yeah, but he um, wanted Nate. I'm like, I can understand where Nate's coming from. That he's like, no, this, this isn't how you do it. This is why we teach our kids not to get into gang violence and things like that. Yeah, because, it's more important for them to see that the system can work and yeah, punish because these they're, they're already the system's already against them. Yeah, they don't need the example being taking matters into yeah. your own hands and go out there and kill people. And as far and from Nate's point of view as well, yeah, he killed this guy and now he's getting all these rewards heaped on him. Yeah, which also sends a really really bad message to like impressionable kids yeah so it's done with yeah. him by the looks of it and oh god and if nate if nate is done with a train like 100 percent done i just i just i still can't see where they're going with a train and, and unless we get big things from him in season four i still think they should have killed him in episode six yeah i just i don't know how it's gonna play out i don't know why he's there yeah i don't know where they're gonna go with him because I can't see him could becoming like this this crazy activist or anything like no. that either because Vought's not going to pay him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I'm struggling a bit with that. Yeah. Well, that's although Although I did like when they were all in the meeting with Homelander. Like a bit later on in the episode. Yeah. yeah. They're all in the meeting and Deep, he's like, oh, Deep, you've been off fucking an octopus. Yeah. And A-Train's face is that, that picture that's like, girl, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> His face acting in that scene is great because then, oh, when he's like, "How could you kill one of your own?" And he looks at blood. and he just, just looks at Black Nora's helmet as if to say, "But Black Nora is dead because what? of you." Like in the last yeah. couple of minutes, there's and now lot, you're giving it to me. Shift. There's a lot of brilliant facial expressions in a very short amount of time in that scene, or when he, particularly from him, because he goes from deep 
being like, wow. I do and like then that. And Ashley bit. having to take her wig off, which just. Oh, uh, I felt so bad for Ashley. That just uh, was very upsetting. When the deep goes up to him, I do like when he's like, oh, uh, isn't that treason? And Homelander just looks at him and goes, big word. Yeah. As if to say, oh, oh, now you've got a brain of your own all of a sudden, do yeah. you? I thought that they'd actually hold on to what that is for a bit longer, but it's literally the next scene where you see him go and kill that congressman. Yeah. I thought they might yeah. have put that a bit later, just because you don't hear what he whispers to him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that <laughs> that scene where he's going through what's wrong with all of them. Oh, yeah, when he lines them up. It's very similar to in season one when he they're all around the table and he's like not you Noir you were great yeah except this time it's even worse because Noir's a helmet no- on the table <laughs> yeah Noir was <laughs> that not that also great. means he had to go back and get the helmet at some point because when he leaves Noir when he's like you should have told me mm. and he walks off Noir's still wearing his helmet so he had to go back and get that yeah he, he also had to get clean gloves yes he's chipped down I assume to he LJ. has many spares yeah chipped down to LJ many many spares and I, I kind of wanted a set of those spares to slap Huey when Annie comes to pick him up because he keeps saying dumbass things. Oh, when it's like, oh, me? Butcher saved me. Well, not even that. When Like, yeah, when okay, like, Butcher finally did the right thing. Well, like, first of all, she's like, oh, did he tell you? And he, he's like, tell me what? The, no. That the shit that you've been injecting into you can turn, well, fuck it, is fail. No, it's more. And then he's like, oh, but he saved me by punching me in the face. And she's like, it looks like he gave you a concussion. And what part of this shit makes your brain into Swiss cheese? And then you think adding a head injury to that is going to hell? No, it was more his dumbass statements to her when he's like, <sighs> you know, oh, you probably want me or want to tell me to go fuck myself. And it's like, you, you know she does. You should start by apologizing. You shouldn't be leading in with stupid statements like this. Or later on when he's had his realization about what strength actually is. Yeah. And he looks at her, and instead of just saying, you can say, I told you so if you want to now, uh, he he's like, oh, like every snarky. neuron in your brain is firing because you want to say this thing, so just go ahead and say it. She's lucky he didn't fucking slap the shit out of him. Yeah, she's lucky she did not pull over and beat him with her shoe. Because when she goes, oh my god, I thought she was going to go off on one, but she just goes, oh my god, I was fucking right, and I did tell you Yeah, so. she's, like, oh. like, honestly, if that was me, and that was you, I'd have pulled that car over, and I'd be beating you on the side of the road with and, my flip-flop. And I'd have deserved it for saying <laughs> dumbass statements like that. I'd full-on flip-flop in either hand, just like, no! And, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy Huey has finally had this realisation. We've spent most of this season... Shouting at him? Shouting at Huey for being a dumbass, so it's nice that he's finally come to his senses. But he could... He still hasn't quite come to his senses. He still has this fucking... This whole, like, butcher fucking beer goggle effect is the only way I can kind of describe it. Like, he's, he looks a butcher and it's all, like, fucking rose. I think when he realises that there is, you know, butcher did save him or whatever, that there is still a tiny little bit of goodness in him, as he says later on, I think but is it goodness or is it guilt? Because the first thing he said, like just before he punches him out, he's like, you really are the spit of my brother Lenny. Is that goodness or is that him acting out of guilt for not being able to save Lenny? Or I think it's... Like the, it's the, the two aren't both. the same. No, they're definitely not mutually exclusive. And and I think it's, it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B. He's definitely guilty about Lenny, but I think he does also want to do the right thing by him. If Huey. he wanted to do the right thing by him, he never would have let him take the stuff. No, the oh, I know, but... He can't help himself. Like we were talking about that in the last episode. Yeah, he really can't. He can't help himself. So, so when he's at, at these these kind of crux moments where he's really seeing the similarities between Lenny and Huey, yeah, I think it's like he has to act on it then. 
because we saw how close he was to acting on it last week and he didn't. I think it was a case of if I don't punch him out now and run off, I, I won't But be he able also, to. the way he's talking to Soldier Boy and he's putting on his real, like, cheeky chapney cockney routine as no. well, he doesn't believe, he doesn't trust Homa or Soldier Boy isn't going to turn on them. Yeah, so he knows he knows it's a risky... And who he can't fight. He knows who he can't fight to save his fucking life. Yeah, he knows it's a risky job. He knows Soldier Boy doesn't give a shit about collateral damage and so Huey might die anyway and that's not even including the fact that you he's on... V, 10 V. He's on three doses of temp V and that would be his fourth or would yeah. that be his fifth? Uh, I, I think we did the math last time but math and brain and no. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but... I'm having enough trouble like fucking, I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> but his, as to his kind of like his continued idolization of Butcher, I don't think it's Annie came to save him when he didn't deserve it. Yeah. So for him to turn... Well, Annie didn't really come to save him. I'm pretty sure he just had to make a very uh, embarrassed phone call. I assume a sheepish and embarrassed phone call. It fucking better well have been. Yeah, well, also, MM lets her drive his car. I know. He also let Kimiko bleed out on the seats of his car. (laughs) Well, I don't think that was a case of letting. But yeah, no, I think it, it would be hypocritical of Huey to say, no, fuck Butcher after he had been saved when he thought he was beyond redemption. Yeah. You know, so it's like like he says later on when they're in when they're all in the apartment a bit later, we save everybody, even yeah. if they don't deserve it. Because yeah. he didn't deserve it. Well, considering Starlight at the time is trying to get uh Vault Towers what should we call it, evacuated. That's so funny. When they get back there's so many funny bits in that. Oh when she's and like he gets shut the phone call. fucking shit fuck fuck and he gets the phone call in the car that's yeah. presumably from Maeve and we cut to MM's apartment and Maeve's dirty ass feet up on the table and poor MM just looks fucking mortified oh and no like, when oh. they cut back when Maeve's getting filled in on everything and she's like Homelander Soldier Boy's Homelander's fucking what <laughs> no I much prefer MM's face and then Annie and, and Huey come in and Huey only has to say hello before Maeve comes out with that line about raw dogging yeah. and him being a bottom. Yeah. Uh, he was like, okay, fair enough. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> and then <I> was <laughs> and like, I'm like, like I'm me too. I'm going to leave. Yes. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, that's where you have Annie later on in that scene. Annie's trying to get through to Vought and they're not listening to her. And she's like, fucking, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Oh, we have all hung up phone calls like that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I just, I just very much enjoyed the delivery of the fucking shitting fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah, when Frenchie is doing lines of coke and female just storms into the bathroom and, and slaps him in the face. I liked. And he's like, their... "That fucking hurt. You have your powers back." Yeah, no, I, I liked their little interaction in the bathroom. Oh yeah, definitely. Because they've been very separate to everybody else. Kind of, they have been pulling away this whole season, and it's always been especially very much since the, Russia. The pair of them together. Yes, Annie has been involved in that, but her and Kimiko's relationship has always been very, very special. Yeah. Whereas in this whole episode, it, it any interaction is very much the pair of them as a unit. Yeah. So yeah, her storming into the bathroom and slapping him upside the head. <laughs> yeah, but she I slaps the coke out of his nostrils. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically tells him, stop being stupid, because everything that you said to me and, and, and all the confidence you've given me is, is exactly what you need too, so yeah. shut up. And she says that he is her, Mancur. Yeah. I'm sure grammatically that's awful, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was sweet. That one didn't quite make me tear up. Not no. Like, not like last week. No, that was hilarious. I was like, yay! You hit him. <laughs> you tell him what for, because he fucking needs it. But I like the fact that he grasps what she's saying and takes it on board and he's already had a bit of a shake up 
you know, and to have somebody like her who has come from fucking nothing be like, no, you saw this in me. I see it in you. You're above what all these people are saying about you. Plus, yeah. we didn't get enough of that sweet Frenchie but Oh, when, when we got naked Frenchie. Yeah. Well, we've seen all of the boys' asses except for MM's now. Yeah, but MM has a really funny run, so that kind of makes up for it. Oh, no. Lick it up, you yummy brown bear. More than made up for it. <laughs> that more than made up for it. Second, second favourite moment in the show. But um, I loved the scene that followed then with Soldier Boy and Billy talking about their dads. Oh, my God. Because... I don't know fuck who was worse. Boy first... who, who was worse? The, the poor kid who got the absolute star beaten out of him? Or the kid who... The rich kid who got ignored? But that's... There's just... There's so many bits in that. The idea of Soldier Boy who just pictures himself as this massive manly man... And nearly, man, nearly, man in nearly 100 years old and still can't get over the fact that daddy didn't love him. Daddy didn't even give a shit enough to beat the crap out of him. But it, he was very much a child of privilege. Oh, God, yeah. And Like, daddy owned half the oil fields. And I just, I love how the worst, that is the worst thing is that... He's a disappointment. Yeah, I was a disappointment. And it, it's almost like when Butcher says, oh, I didn't have to steal my old man's booze because he got us drunk. It's almost like Soldier Boy is like, oh, what I wouldn't give to have had a father who just beat the shit out of me and Hello, got me drunk. Down. Yeah, what I wouldn't give <laughs> to be hung up, spat in the face by the jailer. Jailer's favorite, Ooh. but it is that's it. It was a bit like that. He's like, it was like poor little rich boy. Yeah, poor little rich boy. Daddy wouldn't even beat me. I wish I was like this poor, that you know, bit, working I'm sorry, class British that guy. Bit in, um, is it, it's always sunny when he's like, "Why wasn't I good enough to be molested?" Yeah, nearly. <laughs> it's like you know, I was, I was such a disappointment. My daddy wouldn't even beat me. Yeah, I wasn't even lo- worth I, it. I absolutely loved what Daddy's response was to Soldier Boy getting the. Oh, you uh, cheated! The, you cheated. It was a shortcut. A real man wouldn't have done it. Oh. And it was just, and then you could see. He kind of like towards the end of it, just before he asks Billy if Billy has any of his own kids, he's, he's like, oh, fuck, I overshared there. Yeah, I got just all a little bit. <laughs> and then he's like, I always assumed I had a couple of rugrats running around. But he's had that narrative going the whole way through. Like he has made, he made the comments about wanting a couple of, he presumed he would retire, have a couple of kids. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. it has been a running theme he, for him. Oh, this ongoing, this progeny type thing. Yeah, and, and kind of what was stolen away from him, the chance to have a family. Yeah, and that he'd do it right this time and not the way, it's the whole we'll never become our parents and we always inevitably become our parents. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fairness, if there's any show creator out there who deals with daddy issues, <laughs> it's Kripke. Kripke knows how to deal with daddy issues. Yeah, in fairness, if a yellow-eyed demon that slaughtered everybody is nicer than your dad. Yeah. Yeah, no, Kripke knows how to deal with asshole dads. That wouldn't be my dad. My <laughs> dad would be angry that I used the last bullet. <laughs> but, it, uh, look, it, it it's... It's a nice it, change from, from damaged chick with daddy issues. Yeah, damaged dude with daddy issues. Yeah. And they all have, they all have daddy heavily, issues. Heavily this. self-medicated, well, no, radioactive daddy issue having but they poor all do. little Butcher, rich boy. Butcher's got daddy issues. Huey's got daddy, daddy issues. Homelander has daddy issues. Yeah. Ryan has daddy issues. Yeah. MM is about the only one who doesn't have... Well, he has daddy issues, but that's how to be a daddy. Da- his issues are legitimate. He has, he's dealing with a lot of PTSD. Well, again, he's also dealing with watching how his father coped with this, which was by working himself to death in a lawsuit. 
like MM being the heart of the group and being the real man, he does he does have daddy issues, but he deals with them he, properly. He's getting he's sought medical attention. Yeah, he's de- he's, he's dealing with them. He's not he like understands them, them and or, he recognizes them and he recognizes that's a sickness and it's something that will never be resolved. Hopefully, season four we might see an easing of it. I like him having his moment in that fight of being the one who actually gases soldier boy yeah oh so happy and i was like yes victory <laughs> like because that he's taken down he's fought his monster yeah he's, he's, he's slayed his dragon he's fought his metaphorical demons and his literal demons yeah he slayed and his dragon and now hopefully things between him no and yeah will i think get better i think with the exception of fucking todd mm's family issues are mostly resolved yeah and, and explaining I don't think it to be... Janine would have been the final step in that. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a big focus in the next season, to be honest with you. Be, uh, but, but him being able to explain to Janine, yes, there was somebody called Soldier Boy and he was a bad guy, but he's away now and we know he's away and he's safe. But yeah, no. Because he has that whole conversation after the events. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he he is the one who's kind of dealing with it the best. Huey does realise at the end that, no, actually, his dad was... Not yeah. weak, and his dad was quite strong. That's why I would have liked to have seen some form of redemption, or even just like, oh, there's my dad, and I need to go talk to him because you had seen him hanging up on his dad in earlier episodes. Yeah. So it would have been nice to him for him to actually go and talk to him, especially having seen what happened with Ryan. Yeah, but after all the the fun of the two boys and their daddy issues is is the hardest part of the episode for me. Black Noir getting killed. Yeah, he he rocks up and he's ready to go and he's got, you know, Buster Beaver's there with him and he's... He's ready to fight. Yeah, he comes with his note, which made me really sad. And also he can write uh, upside down really legibly. <laughs> when he writes bad. Yeah. And then just underlines it. Yeah. And, and then you get that whole sequence where uh, Homelander talking about how he can see his scars and see his facial expression and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, oh, damn, I've forgotten he could do that. Yeah. I like the fact that this episode as well reinforced the fact that Homelander has other powers that we have slightly forgotten about, like his x-ray. We've, we always forget his x-ray vision. Yeah, well, they, they really haven't focused on it in a long, long time. No, and when I they like, bring it up later, I was like, oh, yeah, but it, it fit. Yeah. I just like the way he like owned up to it all and was like, you know, Soldier Boy is my dad. And, and now, in retrospect, I probably should have, the second that he owned up to it, I probably should have been terrified for Black North. Yeah. Because why else would he have owned up to all this if he wasn't about to kill him? I just feel really bad that they had to tell Black North these things because, well, obviously... Edgar had told Noir in Nicaragua when they were working out this plot to get rid of Soldier Boy. Well, he had told him that there was a new soup in development to replace Soldier Boy. Yeah. But I think it does track that he would know that Soldier Boy was... Because of the because canon of episodes and Diabolical. Diabolical, exactly. Because in in that episode, we hear Stillwell say, don't get like Pally with Black Nora. He's there to keep an eye on you and take you out if you fuck up. Yeah. So I would not be surprised at all if... He knew. He was told by Edgar, look, this new guy who we're introducing, he's actually Soldier Boy's son. You hated Soldier Boy, so keep yeah. an eye on this one and make sure he doesn't end up like the other one. And it would also track down that Black Noir tried to be good friends with this one rather than, like, you know, at the end of the episode yeah. where he actually helps Homelander cover up what happened in the, the yeah. steel mill. He, that tracks because he knew, he knows he can't beat Homelander any more than he can beat Soldier Boy. So bring him on side. If you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, also, he tried to go against the last one, and where look at that. Exactly. So, yeah, he knows he can't beat him, so this one he'll try and get him on side and I, be friends with him. Everything everything Moore does is always just touched with this, like, sadness, and watching him stand there while Homelander was telling him all this stuff, and it was like, no, no. Yeah. Because like, it's almost like he doesn't know any better as well, because in some ways he is, a, a perfectly capable being yeah. who can make his own decisions like we've seen that we've seen him leave yeah but he also seems to be more comfortable with somebody else taking the reins mm. and he's just this very very tragic figure yeah no so like I... when you look at everything that we've seen from him of his joy of oh yeah totally to him sobbing in the hallway no my big sigh there was because he's dead mm. not for anything else like my boy Black Nora yeah he dead yeah and I've seen online I've seen people talking about how oh they might you know they might bring him back we saw I think they're just gonna put somebody else in the suit yeah that, that's what they might do is that they, they bring him back and put somebody else in the suit and I'm like cool Nate Mitchell can get some more work I'm down for that but that's not my boy Black Nor. no <laughs> my boy Black Nor is dead and yeah, I saw some people online saying, oh, it's Black Nora, he can regenerate from that. But I don't... I don't, no, no. Homelander, I think, took a bit with him. Uh, yeah, it looked like he was walking off with something. <laughs> well, there was at least, like, gunky bit. And, and also, and we see Buster going, bye-bye. Exactly. Bye-bye, Butters. Bye-bye. Yeah, and so that was that was the end of, of Black Nora. And, Mind and you, we hurt. also thought that A-Train was dead because that was True. a very similar kind of ending. I think they're probably just going to put somebody else in the suit. If they put somebody else in the suit, it will narratively work better than having that same Black Nora come No, back. I think they're just going to... Especially after A-Train. I think they're just going to put somebody else in the suit. They can't afford to lose Noir, and Noir is a mutant ninja. So yeah, so it's easy to cover up his death. They have a stockpile of like random ones that do the same thing yeah no and I they'll th- just yeah, stick him I wouldn't in be there. surprised if we see Black Nora back but it's somebody else inside the suit yeah uh, if it's the same guy it'll be too similar to A-Train yeah and they've that'd be their third death fake out because Maves is kind of a death fake out granted it's revealed Maves in the same never, episode I uh, we were talking about this because we're still like what how do Soldier Boy's chest boom thing work now I'm, I'm gonna say we'll hold on to that one for yeah. the wrap because the powers issue is something that I have I have a lot of ranting to do so it's probably better if we save that for next week yeah but there are there. <laughs> there's, I, there's issues with powers definitely uh, basically the takeaway from this one is Maeve should not have survived that yeah I don't think so Maeve but, should not have survived that either she should have survived either the blast or the fall. Yeah, let alone it, it, it get all, up and get um. Not the crux like, of it is is where she where did she get depowered? Is what process in in that series it looked of events like did she, she get? She was did in she an get alleyway under some in the surveillance footage. Yeah. She's like in an alleyway. So like, did she just like kind of drag her ass there and hide under some rubbish? Because they are out in between like a whole load of other buildings. Well, yeah, but I mean, and she gets when, up and limps off. Uh, yeah, so that's like uh, it's it's very unclear. And, if she had been will... depowered before she hit the ground, she'd be dead because she'd be a bag I of bones. Don't... If she hit the ground before she got depowered, she'd still be like a bag of bones. Next week, okay, we'll do it next week. All right, because <laughs> it's going to be like probably half of the wrap. Yeah, that because <laughs> we both have issues with it. Well, we have issues with that. We have a lot of issues with the way something things and, are done. And uh, speaking of of issues with Maeve, next is when we see her chuck that bottle of Novichok out the window. God damn it, Maeve! They, when all the guys Seriously, get to the, it's the nerve gas. Yeah, everybody there knows how dangerous Novichok is. Yeah. And she still just fucks it out the window. I'm I mean, sh- I know she's making the point of, no, we are not killing Soldier Boy, we're killing Homelander. But we're also killing a bunch of innocent people as well. Apparently. Yeah, that's, and that's a nerve <laughs> gas too. It's yeah. not like it'll just dissipate in the wind. And I, apart from that, that ridiculousness, 
the honestly other, the other ridiculousness she just I love, wiped out like a whole bur- like fucking district the other ridiculousness I love in that scene is Frenchie when he makes his little stand no no he starts, no <laughs> he starts no out. <laughs> the way he says no is fucking brilliant no but the, <laughs> he starts off by making a really good point sorry I sound like Motley at the minute yeah, he starts off by making a really good point. When they're trying to say to Butcher, look, there's a shitload of people in Vought Tower. Which is like, which is like, who gives a shit? They're Vought people. And Frenchie straight away is, Becca works for Vought. Yeah. So you can't say there's no good people working yeah, for Becca, Vought because your Becca wife did. Yeah. Some people just need to, some people have and, to have jobs, okay? <laughs> yeah, and I think it, it, it hits too close to home for Butcher and that's why he tells yeah. uh, Frenchie to shut the fuck up and that's when he says, No! no my cake hole, I will not shut. And then it's like we deserve dental. <laughs> yeah, it just pre-property goes off. I want respect. We all deserve respect. Maeve's and loving it. I Maeve just thinks it's hilarious. Maeve's just, just in like, the corner oh, yeah, like, I, this is fucking brilliant. Of all the things to be going off about now, this this is what you're going on about? Okay. <laughs> not the time to make a stand, Frenchie. Well, it is the time to make a stand, not but about this. Not to that detail, yeah. Because Huey's like, no, okay, we, we, we hear I you. Just, Kimiko <laughs> looks so proud. Oh, yeah, and rightly so. <sighs> She should. And, and then would, when he steps back and he looks at her and he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I told so. him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually has a genuinely good idea. Well, Frenchie's ideas have been good before, but this is the first time where he's well, offered he it up. He doesn't have the good idea there. First, they get locked in the safe, safe when Soldier Boy returns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the safe. Right. Everybody and, uh, back in the safe. That is how we dried our shoes Butcher, and then ate them. Butcher knocks off the power and says, Tinkerbell needs power to use her powers and that's something else that will be brought up next week as well yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah but it doesn't matter the fact that you've got Kimiko and Maeve in there well no Maeve goes off with Soldier Boy oh, and Maeve Butcher. does go off but then. when we cut back to them it seems like it's just Starlight pounding on the door to, to get them out of the safe and not Starlight and Kimiko I don't know I do like how they're, they're shining Starlight's the torches actually, on her maybe Starlight's stronger uh, well given what we see her do later on uh, <laughs> but also we've seen Starlight actually trying we yes. know the Starlight can punch her way through a brick wall. Yes, we do. We've known that since episode one. Yeah, so, yeah. The, yeah, the person like... who can donkey kick and knows how to get, like, who can effectively donkey kick their way out of a safe door. <laughs> yeah, and just with the light off mobile phones to power her. Yeah. I I but, was like, why are you going through the door? Go through a wall. Well, we don't know how big the safe is. <laughs> but we know that there was a wall on the other... They know there's at least a wall on one side. But... Because there's the, the door. But it's a safe. I know. It's a self-contained unit. Every wall is safe wall. Be easier than trying to get through the trying to tearing a hole through the wall as opposed to trying to kick off a five-point lock tongue door. When safe crackers go to safes, do they try and break into the side, or do they try and break in through the door? Depends on if it's a safe or a vault. Uh, look, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Just, That's a vault. They could have gone through the floor. <clears throat> just go with it. <laughs> But yeah, they break out and then the Frenchie has his, his oh, yeah, amazing they switch, plan. They switch the power back on. But no, that's not his amazing plan. His what's amazing it? plan is, is let's go and make some Novichok in the labs at Vought. No, that's not his plan. Frenchie's? Yeah, you said MMs. Did I? Yeah. Oh, COVID brain. <laughs> but yeah, it's Frenchie's plan. To, yeah, to there's one lab. There's only one lab where I could possibly go to make this. And the whole reason we haven't brought it up till now is because it's fucking suicide mission. <laughs> Well, no, and for a split second when he was like, there's only one lab. Little Nina. I was like, he better not fucking say Little Nina. We don't have time for this shit. But thankfully he doesn't. No, he's no. talking about the lab at Vought. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love when, when MM lays it out and he's like, you want us to go and break into the terror and go into the lab while we hold off Soldier Boy and you make this shit up. And Freddy's response is, um... We? Yeah. 
I guess. Like, I don't yeah. have any other plan. It's the best plan they got. Yeah. It's the best plan they got. It's they the only, only good plan, plan they, they have. have. Yeah, well, like, if... Also, Frenchie made nerve gas really fast. I know it's the whole, like, dramatic effect of it and all, but... Well, but at least, at least we've seen him... We've seen him do shit like this before. Yeah, we know he 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 made the Xanax bomb. Yeah. Uh, we know he he's taken out various soups with various. He's like a turtle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, that's his thing. So I don't. Yeah, I get to see the goggles again. Exactly. You're yeah, always we happy get the goggles. to see the goggles. Um, I I do enjoy when they make their incursion into Vault Tower when the female and Frenchie are breaking into the lab and she just takes the whole door <laughs> panel off and like just gives it to him. Well, that's. <laughs> That's pretty much the whole rest of the episode because yeah. once once the guys Get out. say, oh, this is our plan and M.M. takes out the big gun. That is a big gun that he keeps in a very special filing cabinet. Yeah, and Huey teases us by finding the violin. I kind of wish it had been a rocket launcher just because it would have been very reminiscent of that whole siege in, in Kick-Ass. Yes and no. Where he goes in and he comes back out with the rocket launcher. The, oh, I know, yeah. I just love that scene. But the, there was an RPG in the last episode yes, of season there two, was. so it might have been a bit too much of a repeat. So we just go with giant shotgun that instead. That's a big ass shotgun. But yeah, once shotgun. once they leave the flat iron, the rest of the episode is pretty much all the fight scene. Yeah, so they're in Vault Towers. With, um, they're in the VNN studios, which is quite fun. I was I was actually thinking Huey might have knocked the cameras on to be like, "This is what's going on." Well, I thought that was maybe that what was he was like, trying to do because yeah. he, he gives he's the, like tapping away. And yeah, shit. He, he gives the the call to evacuate. Yeah, and. And then, yeah. Do you think that Ashley just went, oh, thank God, fuck the hell, somebody just did it because she wanted to evacuate the building anyway and she's just relieved that somebody else has done it? <laughs> yeah, well, And it's then she makes her late. big, big fuck up with also Ashley. Well, see... I think that's a fuck up with also Ashley. It, it is, and it, 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 it could just be to set up something later on when... Everybody in that company is looking out for number one. Do you oh, not yeah. think that she is also Ashley is going to use that? That little slight... I think she, I think she might, but that it will re-hook. be her 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 downfall. Because yeah, she doesn't seem happy that she doesn't get to get the helicopter out of there. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I I'd be happy to just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily you, want you, to be the yeah. helicopter. Especially when you're like on the inside and you know what the fuck is going on and you know that Soldier Boy is on his way to the tower and he is going to ruin everything. Yeah. So and well, unless you're a your homicidal boss won't let you go home. You know the superheroes are on ninety nine. Yeah. So unless you're above 99, you should go down to the bottom instead of up to the top of the building. Yeah. because <laughs> You don't want to pass by. Yeah, because uh, the execs are on, what, like 82? Yeah. Yeah, so she's got to go up. Yeah, you got to go up past where but those But they're in are. VNN, which I think is lower down. I don't know where VNN is, but it's definitely in the building. Well, he's definitely, when Homelander confronts Starlight at the Bank of Elevators... Yeah. He says you need to go down a few floors and march yourself into that VNN office. Oh, yeah. It's definitely in the building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can can see just from the... The The lattice work. The lattice work in the windows behind the sets. Which was also an X-Men, but never mind. Oh, yeah. It's used for loads of things. But I do like when we cut to the tower and Homelander is watching the old Soldier Boy videos and we see that he gets some of his most commonly used talking points from Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy gives it the, you're the real heroes. Yeah. And there's another line, I can't remember exactly what Oh, when he's, after he's liberated the camp in Dachau. Yeah. Was it Dachau? I don't know if they mentioned Dachau was an American liberated one, though. But Dachau was the one where Vought did his work. No, I didn't know that it was Dachau. I'm pretty sure. Dachau was definitely the one where Vought did his work. If if that's the one that I have closest to the front of my brain, 
But it, would, it was probably what they would, mentioned. Would, I think it's in the... It the, would track as well, because we know Soldier Boy didn't actually do much in the way of fighting. So, yeah, that sent him into the one where the guy who now works for the American government creating superheroes um, did all this horrible stuff to they're, they're get rid of the evidence. It. Yeah. But I, I do, I just, I like that little bit of Homelander's, you know, you're the real heroes and there's another one, I can't remember what it is. Oh yeah, it's this good, clean cut, all American 1950s image. Oh, but it's, no, that, just that, that it's specifically. pure Americana. But it's, it's, these are Homelander's specifically most used lines. This yeah. is, so he grew up watching the Soldier Boy videos and he's been trying to emulate Soldier Boy all his life and then just found out that Soldier Boy is actually his dad. I'm I just sorry. thought it was a nice little extra level. Bite my shiny metal daffodil ass. <laughs> Bite my shiny daffodil ass. What's that got to do with anything? Uh, the Homelander's top ten phrases. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, I just wasn't sure where you were going with that one. <laughs> We've changed it to words you rarely use. Oh, I know this one. Thank you. <laughs> but when, when Homelander brings Ryan out, you know, when, when the guys show up and they're starting to have a chat instead of fighting straight away. Yeah. And Homelander's like, you know, I'm your blood and this, that and the other. And then he brings Ryan out and I was like, did you really just bring this child into what's going to be a fucking killing field, Homelander? Are you hoping to play on his sensibilities? Oh, like- definitely. Like, that's it. He brought him in there as an emotional ploy. But it's like, you fucking idiot. And yeah. I think maybe when Ryan gets the hit, he's like, he's like, it's, you know, he could be okay. He is basically bulletproof. But I think, I think when Ryan he's gets the hit, he's not concussion proof. We've proved, no. seen that already. But when Ryan gets the hit, oh. I think Homelander does realize, and he's like, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't have brought. Well, him that here. is Jed. Like he actually, he turns his back on his three biggest, at least two of his nemeses. Mm. He's a soldier boy's. I think at that point Soldier Boy's kind of gone over into enemy camp. Yeah. Because it's after the brilliant grab to the face, which is just such a good but grab just, to the uh, face. That, well, but even just everything oh. that leads up to the grab to the face when he's like he's got he, the arm on him and he's like and Yeah, you think you think man, it's man. going to be like, uh oh, he's like, Oh, I wish I was there for you to grow up or you know, to, to, to bring you up and to teach you right. <gasps> and you're like, Oh no, oh no, oh no and he's like, Then maybe you wouldn't have turned into such a snivelling pussy and you're like, Oh, okay, okay, at least they're not gonna team up yeah but i did like the the probably the most self-reflective bit of soldier boy that we've gotten when he says you know you're a sniveling little pussy and all you want is people's adoration and attention yeah. and oh homelander, right in the fields he oh, no. nails that one. Oh, right, he does right. nail that one but when homelander's response is but i'm you he's like and yeah. soldier boy's like yeah i know and you're a it's fucking disappointment, disappointment. Uh, yeah, I just really like that he had that little bit of acknowledgement of, oh yeah, you are. You're exactly like me. And I hate you for it. Yeah. Well, we've already seen that Soldier Boy is extremely like insecure. His oh, yeah. reaction to Mallory in Nicaragua, the fact that he keeps like having to make all this innuendo about being the big man. Oh yeah, and constantly it's talking not, about what a real man in, is. But and... not the way the legend it just casually name drops all these women that he slept with. Because he's the legend and he doesn't, like, he's not saying it to big himself up. Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> like, well, but it's not, it, there's a charm to the legend as opposed to this kind of vague veil of, like, acts legend. of desperation. <laughs> yeah, the legend is saying it to brag, but doesn't care whether or not you're impressed by it. No. <laughs> These guys want you to be impressed. 
Yeah, like and, he's, he has this whole, like, he has to be number one, like, and he kind of see it when he's in Nicaragua. Um, oh, yeah, and, well... The way the, that everybody describes him as well, and, like... And his, then to face off with Crimson Countess, when Crimson Countess says... No, we all we, hated we, yeah, you. Yeah, none of us loved you. We fucking hated you. Um, and also the confrontation that he has with Noir in the animated sequence about Noir getting above his station... Yeah, Noir Almond so wanted was a movie role, yeah. and then oh he loses Oh my god, he's it. Sterling Archer. Huh? He's Sterling Archer. No, that's not fair to Archer. No, but he, <laughs> it, it's if, if Archer, you know, went too far and didn't have a mother. <laughs> <laughs> but just But a lot of it, like, he has that whole, like, private school boy. Oh, definitely. Bullying, like, swirlies. Oh, oh yeah, no, I went, when he's I aspirated on. urine into my lungs. But everything that he says to Homelander leading up to that face grab is just... And then the way he grabs his face... Right in the cheeks, too. Yeah. It's, it's, like, that hurt. That fucking it's, hurt. You yeah. know, if you've ever if you've ever had somebody, like, grab you like that... Yeah. Oh, fuck me, it hurts. But it's not... It's not even, like... It was, wasn't like it was about grabbing him by the throat and trying to do damage. It was just this seething hatred just overtook him. It's and he just, so quick as well. That's it. It's, it's like a, so quick. It's such a good shot. Yeah. Oh, no. It's so well done. And, and props to... Well, everybody in that scene, but yeah. particularly Anthony Starr and, and <laughs> Jason Ackles. Anthony Starr. Jason Ackles basically put his hand down his throat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like he, and he's wearing gloves too. He's wearing like real thick gloves as well. So that yeah. just makes it even more uncomfortable. It is. But yeah, he really just... <laughs> yeah. And then the other two go for him. And Ryan uses his powers a yeah. little bit more controlled than when he uses them against yeah, he is getting, the Stormfront. So he's they, getting better. They can't... They can't stop him using them now. He knows he has them, so their their best bet is to actually let him like develop them. But each time we've seen them, they have been that bit more controlled. Yeah, especially this time because he's in a, a quite a frightening situation as well. Like he's not, he is panicked, but it's not at to the same level. <laughs> it's it's what what you were giving out to him about last season. You what? were saying that last season you were pissed off that when Stormfront is choking out Becca, he's just standing there doing nothing except for like crying. Crying and saying, this time like, he oh. actually does something. And I was saying, oh, the whole point is he's never been in a situation like that. He's absolutely terrified by all the violence around him and he's frozen in place. This time, this time, he, time he does what you want, but he saves Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he does react. I actually thought he was he would get maybe caught in the cross blast and lose his powers. Well, I was saying that would have been really interesting if Ryan had lost his powers because then we would definitely have gotten to the root of the matter very quickly as to mm. whether Homelander cares about Ryan or cares about Ryan's powers. Yeah. But that's not an issue. It might be next season because Soldier oh, Boy ain't dead. No, you know the CIA are working on something. You know, you know that they are studying whatever the Russians say- have done to him. Yeah, I'd say if he can depower soups, you know the CIA want to know about that. Well, yeah, at the very at the very least, they know they can't kill him, so they want to keep him somewhere safe. And then, yeah, secondary is probably find out how he did that whole depower soups thing. That could be useful. That you guarantee that's not the secondary objective. That's the and primary objective to having him. I'd be curious as to you know in the comics. I'll try and say this so it's not spoilery. But towards the end, there's a weapon that's developed that's very helpful in in stopping some of the soups. Yeah. Is that coming from that? Yeah, but in in that it's a very specific thing. I wonder, is is that where they're going with this? Would the CAA try and develop this anti-soup weapon that will then get rolled out? (gasps) Well, I, I don't think it's a, comics. much a case of will the CIA or will Mallory with her access to off the books funding yeah. develop it. And that's probably a resounding yes. Probably. 
Um, she might do well to get Frenchie on board because, as we see, he creates an overtalk pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. And <laughs> we get female's little dance fight scene. Oh, yeah, to Maniac? Yeah. Thank God they use that one and not Maniac 2000. Nobody's going to get that outside of here. And, and don't do yourself a favour, do not look up Maniac 2000. It would have been hilarious, though. No, just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do love, when not when she's stabbing the first guy, but when she launches herself off the table and basically cannonballs onto the second guy and into the cupboard of medical equipment. Oh, yeah. That makes me so happy for some reason. Just the way she launches herself off her ta- off the table no, and like like wraps herself around his upper body. When she's smacking your man off the ground in time to the music. Yeah, somebody's been watching <laughs> Shaun of the Dead again. But why did Frenchie get shot in that scene? I think Frenchie just... Well, he's... I just... She I didn't doesn't see quite them. get there in time. Yeah, but they. Well, nothing he's diving. A, he's diving out of the way of your man. Oh, he is. Yeah, but it's just. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird to show him directly getting shot and then not make anything of it. I thought. Yeah. What What I thought they were going to do when I saw him get shot, I thought they were going to do like Kimiko was going to like go like blood, blood, rage, motherfucking rage. Or she's going to feel guilty that it's her fault Frenchie got shot because she was so distracted by having her powers back and, and having fun killing those guys that she, she was nearly, having a lot of fun. But that was it. Like she seemed to be having a lot of fun and then Frenchie gets shot and I thought oh is this going to be a But Frenchie gets shot as she's taking your man down so it's not like she wasn't distracted. She had already spotted him. But she was late in spotting him because it's after she's banging your man on the ground repeatedly yeah. that she doesn't really need to do. She turns around as the guy is aiming at Frenchie and knocks the gun out of the way. So no, he only there gets doesn't shot seem to be leg. any guilt or anything there. No, and he's and like, I'm so, fine, go. Like, in fairness, yeah, if he so, gets shot in the ankle, is the worst thing that happened to them. Yeah, so I just, I was like, it didn't, it didn't add anything. He could have just not gotten shot and then after she killed everybody, he could have. Yeah. I don't know. I think, it, it well, her. but when she arrives upstairs, then. Or is it to incapacitate him so he's not in that fight upstairs? Yeah, probably, because otherwise there would just been too many people to coordinate around. And I think if he had been in that fight, M.M. wouldn't have gotten his moment. Well, yeah, it's one thing It's it's one thing to have just M.M. there as the kind of the only human in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his big shotgun and he doesn't really, he doesn't try and get involved in that fight beyond no. shooting the shotgun once or twice and yeah. then saying, yeah, fuck your shield, bitch. Uh, and then yeah. jumps on him with the Novichok at the you end of the fight. You ain't nothing but a racist piece of shit that we don't seem to get rid of. Yeah, I was delighted that he gets his moment. That that was a very fun fight as well. Between the Soldier Boy fight going out in the main studio floor and yeah. the Maeve Homelander fight that's happening inside, which the Maeve Homelander fight is very, very interesting. It is. And just, just before they kind of split up, I did really like, I mentioned it earlier, the very short butcher homelander team up yeah of you don't you, like we have our own issues but you do not fuck with the, with this, this with child. this kid yeah and they they laser soldier boy out of the room and then they look at each other and kind of nod as if to say one of us is going to go after soldier boy and the other one is going to protect ryan yeah and the homelander tries to protect ryan and then that's when Maeve. yeah and he's comes like in. and he's like Maeve, not now and she's I like i did oh. like that the not now part he we had bigger fish to fry and she just goes I don't. I don't. <laughs> but everything he does up until she draws blood, he's just knocking her out of the way and kind of slapping her down. Yeah, but once she draws blood, he goes he, a bit biff. He gets a you bit... You made me bleed my own blood. Yeah, no, well, that's the whole, oh, fuck, you're serious. And she does get some good knocks in on him. Oh, she she does. does kick the absolute shit but out. But we know, we know she's been training. Yeah, but we also know as well that Homelander isn't the best 
fighter. Yeah, Homeland is not a, a, a good The fighter. second that he stops slapping her down and is like, oh shit, you made me bleed my own blood. He lasers her tail. He goes for the laser, yeah. And then she like, that's his, that's his like, right, I'm mad. I'm going to laser you now. And I think, I, I think people underestimate how strong Maeve is as well. Maeve is a big ass brawler who She's, is just known for being strong. She held up a fucking school bus. She And won, all she did was break her arm. She one-armed Black Nora into submission and shoved uh, uh, Amon Joy into his, his face. One-armed him. Yeah. And, and the never only, mind her introduction scene is her getting driven into. Yeah, and we've always known that <laughs> she is supposed to be... strong. Yeah, she's supposed to be strong. And as I say, she's been training. And I think if you want proof that she is strong enough to go one-to-one with Homelander... She not pushes necessarily the concrete win. floor. Well, yeah, but not that she'd necessarily win, but she's definitely strong enough because Homelander lasers her, gets her in the chest. Now, it is only for a second or two before she brings up the gauntlet to... Well, that's longer than other people have survived. It's longer than other people survived. And more importantly, it didn't leave a mark. No. The first time that uh, he lasered Stormfront's titties, even just for a second, she had a scorch mark that then healed, but she had a scorch mark. So Maeve is fucking strong. Maeve is incredibly strong. Well, Maeve's one of the oldest ones by the sounds of it. Like yeah, the, and we'll say the Homelander wave. Yeah. The like not the golden age, more the silver age, Hollywood age of. Yeah, she's. I'd say she's been around on on the scene as long as Homelander. Yeah. Not the the crop from so the eighties. The crop from the the two thousands. Yeah, well, like we know, Homelander was born in eighty one. So I'd put Maeve as being an eighties baby as well. Yeah. So yeah, they've all been floating about for for a while. And she's been top for a long time because she has that, like, the fact that Payback were still functioning as a team without Soldier Boy. Yeah, when the Seven started. When the Seven... She says the Seven passed them in sales. Yeah, and uh, Crimson Countess pulled a Sharon Osbourne. (laughs) Yep. No, but what I really loved about that fight scene with Maeve and Homelander was just how it goes down. Because there is only one full-on confrontation between Maeve and Homelander in the comics. Yeah. And even though we have been told that Maeve, Homelander, and Black Nora are the three strongest superheroes in the comics. It's, there's not really a tally she of gets, it. She, well, but, but when they have that confrontation, and spoiler for the comics, she gets taken out like straight away. Yeah. So quickly, you don't even see it. She tries to buy Starlight some time, and we see Starlight running away from the, the Vox satellite. Because they're in the satellite. It's yeah, kind of like Justice League. It's the League. Justice League satellite thing, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, we see Starlight running away and then you see poor Maeve getting thrown past her a couple of seconds later. Yeah, you don't she even just see flies past her, yeah. So I really like that in this... We got to see her fight and we got she to see... She has her big fight with Homelander. She holds like, she her She loses an eye. But that's only because he managed to get a hold of her. And I do like And when he doesn't have a hold on her, he doesn't know what to do. She is landing fucking mm. hits. Like, oh, I'm sorry, cock shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That cock After, shot. Yeah. And he's wearing a cup. But yeah, I mean, maybe knows... You can see he's wearing a cod piece. So, like, she, he's looking, his genitals are still attached. And you can see Maeve's focus in the fight is is as much on avoiding his blows as it is on landing her own. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how strong he is. If he can't hit you, yeah. you're not going to get any damage. Yeah, she's going for but, kidney shots and stuff like that. Yeah. She's fighting nice and dirty. No, I really like that. And then... Up, he's going to be pissing blood. Up to the point where then she, she gets the steel straw and gets him right <gasps> near. Oh, that hurt so bad. Hopefully that'll mess up his super hearing. Oh, that hurt. I'm sorry. That really, that... Oh, oh. yeah. But oh. I do... I do... I really like that, how it ends there, where 
where after she stabs him in the air and like her whole thing this episode has been no fuck stopping soldier boy we need to kill homelander yeah. fuck stopping soldier boy we need to kill homelander and when annie accuses her of like i thought you were maybe actually trying to be a hero and she's like no i just want to kill homelander yeah when it actually comes down to it she's like no fuck it punches homelander out of the way and goes to take out soldier boy yeah soldier boy is um, the bigger threat at that time well i think it's that she wants to save the guys yeah and does 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 a good job of it because they have they've been holding their just about holding their own against Soldier yeah. Boy in the meantime. Well, like the the initial, I'm really really pissed off that we don't get to see that first punch between Butcher and Soldier Boy. You as yeah. they're running at each other and it cuts to Homelander talking to Ryan and you can hear it going on in the background because as both fight sequences are going on, you can actually see flashes and hear bits. Yeah, from whichever one in the background in the background of uh, the Butcher um, Soldier Boy one, you every now and again you'll see Maeve. Yeah, but that it that was the exact sort of fight sequence I was expecting to see in Hero Gasm. The Butcher Soldier Boy in particular, where they were. Full on, yeah, going for each other, leg sweeps, like when he picks him up yeah, by the back was, of the coat and smashes him through the, the desk. table. Yeah, uh, there's a bit later on where he kind of like throws him across the room and he lands in some chairs. It's the last kind of yeah. hit that more or less takes Butcher out of the fight actually before Annie shows up. Yeah, but um, when he launches Annie up into the gallery. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there are some big hits in that scene, but it is it's all very precise and clean. The way he's fighting is. It's not messy the yeah. way it had been in Herogasm, which was a bit of they were all trying to find each other's measure. He's gone in. Well, also, Soldier this Boy went, had shot his load at yeah. that point and wasn't very long awake, so it was probably still a bit rusty. Here, Soldier Boy hasn't shot his load and he's pissed. Is, is pissed off. Because he's. I can see why he'd be pissed off from, from the Soldier Boy skewed point of view. Of, hang on, we're after going through all this to kill Homelander. And now you blink. And, and now you blink, and you're even weaker than he is. So from from the Soldier Boy skewed point of view, I can see why he'd be pissed off. Yeah. Of like, hang on, you made this deal, let me kill all these people so you can get one guy killed, and now you're not Yeah, and, and also he's like, oh, he fucked your wife and you want to care, you care about the kid as well. Yeah, again, pure Soldier Boy, ridiculous fucking... This is how to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it no. ain't, buddy. No, it ain't. But it and, was it was it was the fight scene I had been waiting on. Oh yeah, and I like that we see. I think Huey's come fully full, around. He's come full circle because you see because him he, when he's watching everything on the monitors, and you see him look at the thing the of the video, video, and you're like, he's no, taking it from the office, and you were like, yeah. no, don't do it. When I saw him take out the Vile of E, I was like, just teleport in and teleport Soldier Boy up, like, super high. Yeah. Outside the just, atmosphere just and then teleport him back. Just <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kurt Wagner has done that but on more than one occasion. I like how Huey, yeah, Huey finally realises that, no, he doesn't need to save Starlight. Starlight can, can save herself. He, he can, can help. help Starlight yeah. save herself. I honestly thought that the what they were going to do was switch on the cameras and be like... Um, but yeah, I did the... think that that was what because he, he's fiddling around with the keyboards yeah. before he spots Annie, and it's like, what? What was he trying to do? But yeah, he ends up helping Annie save herself, and Annie goes super sane. Yeah, I that noise of that big energy released, Blast, yeah. the, that noise just made my brain really happy because it sounded like there was a thing you could get years back that was like a paddle ball kind of game. Yeah, and they made that noise. Yes. The, yes. It was like, yeah, the, instead of it being the Velcro ball with the, like the Velcro pad, it was like mm. that weird plastic that made yeah. like a noise. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the tipping point in the fight after Annie goes Super Saiyan. They, they get the, they just the kind jump of, on Soldier Boy. And, well, they kind of do and they kind of don't. 
Well, yeah, they try and overtalk him, and it doesn't really seem to. It starts it, to seem to work. It's almost exactly the same as how it's done in the animated one. Yeah. The way they're holding him, and then somebody jumps in from behind. With Countess had been the one who jumps in because she hadn't been involved in the fight up until that point. She's the one that jumps in. Yeah, and then, then and this time it's but it's MM that joins in. And yeah, it, it and it's like you're a racist piece of shit, and they almost get him. Yeah, but he does not want to go back into that fucking box. Not going in that box. And oh, oh, you believe every bit of that delivery he uh, does not want to go back in that box not get him in the box and powers up and I think is he it looks like he's literally powering up for a blast that will kill everybody oh yeah he don't himself. care he don't care so I would he rather not die. going in that box yeah I would die and take you all out with me instead of going back in the box and that's when Maeve goes you full hero you took out and you never put him away well, this is what Maeve tries to do. Maeve tries to put him back in the box. And I like, admirable that Maeve is like, I'm going to save all these guys. But there's like, the terror has been evacuated. Yeah. And there's, what, five or six people in that room? Yeah. She then jumps him out a window and yeah. destroys the outside of two buildings and probably rains glass on anybody down yeah, below. Yeah, but so. if he had gone inside that building, most of that building would have come down. The building probably would have come down and killed anyone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather innocent, innocent bystanders that I've never seen die than the main it's, characters it's, of the show. It's still better to be outside than inside. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, they could have very easily done the whole drop him at the top of something, teleport. Yeah, but then Huey would have had to have taken another dose. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's that's pretty much the fight over. Maeve, Maeve takes him out. He explodes outside the building, and then Ryan saves the gang. Ryan does by basically being like, "Dad, we need to. I want to go. Let's not be here anymore." And it's like, yeah, Ryan inadvertently saves everybody else's asses, especially because they don't have Soldier Boy or Maeve there. So uh, yeah, Annie, there's no way Annie's they're going to be wrecked. able to take. Yeah, they, they ain't going to be able to take him on. Yeah. They, there's no way that they'll be able to take him on at all. Like, Butcher is fucking done for. Yeah, well, and, and Butcher had just been... Pummeled. Pummeled and then was, like, covering Ryan. Yeah. And I liked how, even though he did kind of cover Ryan, when Ryan says, Dad, I want to go. He took so Butcher after. Butcher said, calls him, was like, Ryan, please. And he doesn't even look back at Butcher. Yeah. He just walks up and grabs Homelander's hand. Yeah. And, and off they go. And, yeah, he pretty much saves the gang from getting killed. Because I'd say Homelander probably would have killed them. Call him would have killed them all. But Ryan wants to go, so he goes with Ryan. No, he he's very, very aware of Ryan's feelings and he does make a lot of allowances for it, which is about the only glimmer of hope there is for him is the fact that he actually does recognise this child's needs and places them above his own. Yeah, certainly to a degree, but I don't want the child with him full time. No, neither do I. No, but it it, it there it just means that there there is something there. Yeah, <laughs> that it, he's not entirely. You know, he he cares for Ryan and he cares for Ryan's well-being, but I don't think he particularly cares about what sort of moral compass Ryan has. No, but and that's he, more no, of the issue. But the fact that the second Ryan is like, I need, I I want to go. He's like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's go. I'll he's, kill these guys later. Yeah, he's willing to put <laughs> his own vengeance aside. Well, I think as well, it's one thing to have him pick Homelander over Butcher. But if Homelander kills Butcher in front of Ryan, that might yeah. be a step too far. Yeah. So he's happy to leave it there. And then everything after that is just kind of wrap up. Yeah. We we find out that... Uh, the Deep did drown that guy. Well, yeah, The Deep drowned that guy. Uh, we find out that... Cassandra's written a book about The Deep called... Um, oh, what's the book called? In Too Deep, I think. Yeah. 
Um, and she's on VNN. She's on VNN. And interestingly, Ashley didn't get that blonde uh, reporter fired because no, she's, she's the one who's interesting. doing the interview. I think she it's on the the v, the women's network. No, it was in on VNN. Was it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, Deep is is back to his uh, comfort eating. Yeah. Not even taking the wrappers off by the looks of it. No. <laughs> no. I, well, he still has all of his body hair and the octopus is still in the tank. So that's a bonus, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. We see... Um, I just... I kind of... I love watching the deep doing... Like having to drink anything through a straw looking scared because he yeah. does it really, really well. And he had that very faint, nervous look about him, but it wasn't like season one when Starlight's like, the Dean put his dick in my mouth. Yeah. When he's uh, in season two and the heads start exploding and he's getting all worried about it. I think, no, I think the, the Deep is just like, oh shit, where, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Also, what is with the really weird portrait of oh, him in Homeland? Oh, <laughs> And who, I want to know who made that. Did the Deep get that commission or did the Homelander get that commission? Somebody got that commission. Being like, I'm always watching you. Somebody got that commission done. It's weird. But the um, the wrap up is pretty succinct. It was similar to how they did the last season's one. Yeah. But I did like it. We get the little bit of oh, remembering Maeve. Yeah. So they've they they're basically like yeah, she's dead. Whereas to the, to the public, she's dead anyway. Whereas and you see Ashley then deleting. You see Ashley deleting the footage, the footage. but that's well. You see, you find out that she's alive because Annie yeah. comes back to the apartment and is like, and she are looks you like here? Shit. Yeah, she looks like shit. We find out she's been depowered. Her and Elena are back together, and they're gonna run off. And, and hopefully have I'll a happy fine. fucking yeah happy ever after ending yeah or I, will I know she was happy. going to be a few she was originally a future farmer of America she's going to find farming far more difficult now that she doesn't have any sort of superpowers <laughs> probably yeah but you yeah, know it was I didn't find that one to be a death cop out really no uh, I was happy with that that was like oh damn but then it was also how yeah but that's season wrap yeah bitching is what that is <laughs> and then after that then is uh, after we found out that Maeve is alive we see Ashley watching the footage of Emma Them and the female helping her yeah. into the van and she deletes the footage and gives also Ashley a look and that's what you think is, is going to come back to bite her in the ass. That's going to bite her in the ass because also Ashley is cutthroat enough to try and climb on her own. And that's, I think, her not getting to go in the helicopter. Yeah. That little moment of spite. And she's going to hold on to this because that, that's tasty, tasty blackmail material. Oh, yeah. Of you knew Maeve was alive and you deleted it. I, I I don't think uh, also Ashley realises the stakes just yet. If she If she tries to turn around... And use it to threaten Ashley. Ashley will just have her killed. Ashley, yeah, Ashley will just have her killed. Because <laughs> you do something like that, it's me or you. Yeah. Now, if she goes straight to Homelander with that knowledge, it's it's game over for Ashley. But if she tries to blackmail her... Yeah, Ashley's just going to have her Ashley's just going to have her fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we, we, we get another couple of bits of wrap-ups. We see Soldier Boy with the... Uh, getting, in his new tank. In his new tank with the CIA. And then Annie getting rid of her costume and officially becoming one of the boys, which I love. Yeah, she puts it down the garbage disposal. Yeah, no, I like that. Annie's one of the boys now. She's not. <laughs> I just like, M.M., if you're going to be working in this building, you need to double time back your career. <laughs> yeah, this historic building. Yeah. It's the same speech he gives to um, Frenchie. At the very start, when he's like, "I'm when I if I'm gonna be here, you gotta like control your shit and use a plate." And he's like, "I don't use <laughs> yep. a plate when I eat your mother's sweet and savory regime." Yeah, but they're all talking about how welcome Annie is. When and then they get the news report that the VP is candidate has drowned. Yep. Well, Butcher shows back up. Yeah. And as they're just about to <laughs> discuss whether or not Butcher is welcome, 
was the impression I got is yeah. when yeah they catch the news report that well uh, Butcher's Butcher's also just been given the news that he's got like a year to live because brain Swiss cheese I don't think he'll be telling them that though no he's not going to is he going to he's just not fucking anything no he's de- yeah, he's not going to fucking tell them that but he doesn't even have the chance to yet because they see on the telly that Vic is going to be the new VP for well yeah, the, candidate. The, the candidate for VP along with Bobby Singer so we're getting our Vic the Veep after all. Yeah, well, she did want a little bit of quid pro quo. So, so she that's gave what him, she got. She gave him Ryan's address. She gets to be on the ticket. Yep. And I like the little supernatural Easter egg in that it's... Uh, Dakota Bob. Dakota Bob's hometown Sioux of Sioux Falls, where Bobby Singer from Supernatural is from. Yeah. And after that, all that's left is fucking Todd ruining everything. Oh, Todd. Oh, Todd. Well, you've got this protest. They've toppled the Soldier Boy statue because apparently Soldier Boy was radicalised by the Russians. And he's is... the one who attacked the Homelander and killed Maeve. Yeah, so that's the whole story that, well, Maeve, I think, it bravely sacrificed herself. Like, they've actually given her the, the hero story, at least from what the news seems to be. It's all, like, remembering... Maeve and there's a brilliant bit in the ticker from the, her co-star in Dawn of the Seven who says she's the best kiss she ever had <laughs> Yeah. and then they talk about Soldier Boy being radicalised by the Russians and there's a quote from the Kremlin saying that, that that's like categorically not true yeah, and they, they, they missed all the attacks Yeah. so it's kind of interesting what the way that Vaud have been able to spin this but I kind of didn't understand I was like why are they toppling the soldier boy statue is it because he's a dirty dirty commie yeah it's because he's a dirty dirty commie who attacked Homelander I just like as well they're just like blatantly now displaying SS symbology with the upside down the the S pins with the upside down black flags in them and the the, the storm chasers seem to have like joined up with the Homelander fans yeah they're not separate anymore no against um, the dirty dirty reds and we've got a QAnon shaman bopping about in the background yes yes there is with his fuzzy Jamiroquai hat on yeah just behind the guy who attacks the the cameraman how funny would that be if that had actually been Jamiroquai as a cameo (laughs) like just in body paint like you know he owns that hat does (laughs) well maybe not anymore no um, but yeah, you've got them just randomly attacking the media and stuff like that and doing what they they love to do. When Homelander shows up then to introduce Ryan, there's an NNC van behind him, a news van behind him. Yeah. And I assume it's supposed to be like competing news I don't know. Uh, I, media. I, I, I that's that's who got attacked. But I think that's supposed to be, I don't know, this was another... Yeah, not VNN reporting on it and they're the ones who got attacked by yeah, the, the Storm Chasers what they call the mainstream media yeah but when he shows up and he introduces Ryan we see Ryan can fly now as well yeah Ryan well we he looks a bit unsteady but he is flying he is flying at least he's not being launched face first off a roof yeah and uh, as as Homelander's introducing them some guy calls Homelander a fascist and throws a giant drinks can at him but misses and hits Ryan yeah and I thought, at first I thought maybe the crowd was going to jump on him because I was like, Homelander knows that A, it wasn't aimed at Ryan and B, Ryan's fucking fine. Yeah. But no, Homelander's Yeah, no, okay. I thought, I actually thought the crowd would have been like, hey man, that's a kid. And then yeah, like, it would have just devolved into a brawl. Yeah, I thought that everybody because there was going to jump there is, on your there's man. A, there's a certain etiquette to protests. Yeah. And things like you don't hit kids. And Well, I don't, that, that's not a, a protest etiquette. That's just the general don't hit kids. Yeah, don't hit kids. And um, we don't even like kids. Yeah, but like if you're out at a protest, there's like, you know, there's certain people that you, if you don't get them involved in things. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm not saying that guy deserved to die, but like learn how to read a room. 
Yeah. Homelander's there with his like crazy devout fans. What did you think was going to happen if you threw a can at Homelander? Yeah. Like I know a bunch of his supporters are probably there protesting as well. You better better fucking be able to run fast. Yeah. like He he should already have been running. Yeah. He should have shaded fucking fast just through the can and then ran straight away before all of Homelander's followers jumped on him. you know, also the bright yellow t-shirts make them stand out an awful lot. Yeah. But uh, none of that really matters because Homelander considers it for about a second and then lasers that guy's skull apart. And for a split second you're going, oh, is he just having another one of these amazing daydreams? But oh, no, I, no, no I knew he that. actually fucking did it. And and for a split second you were like, oh, is Todd going to learn a lesson? Yeah, cause I Todd was looks... going, no, no, don't open your mouth. And he looked shocked at first and I was like, oh, is Todd finally going to learn? No, no. Todd ain't going to learn. Todd no. is going to cheer. Cheer and basically legitimize everything that's happened because as soon as he cheers, the whole crowd cheers and Homelander goes, Sweet, I just got away with killing somebody in broad daylight in America, and they still love me for it. That's because he's white. Yep. He's oh, like, no, I think that's that's got to... That, that, that he's a white male. No, I think that's the... Remember Trump came out saying I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and they love me so much that I'd get away with it? Yeah. That's Homelander's moment right there. Yeah. Of, oh, they still love me. Yeah. And, Fanaticism is fucking terrifying. And we get a little smile from Ryan. Ryan has... All Ryan has seen all of his life is that his powers aren't good, and now he's seen somebody who he admires use the powers... And get a positive response. I still... Like, like all of his conversations with Kimiko when she was talking about being afraid of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know that. But I just... I didn't buy that he would have smiled so quickly after seeing a person die. Yeah, I don't think he's been that far removed from Becca's influence. Yeah, it was was too early for the smile, I thought. No, it maybe ambivalent. Yeah, because... But I don't think he should have gone straight to pure acceptance of it. Yeah, uh, the fact the fact that he wasn't horrified should have been worried us enough. Yeah, what else has he fucking seen? Also, he's like, again, how old is Ryan supposed to be? Now he should be about 10. I always have this issue with his age because I'm like, what has he been realistically exposed to in his life? Which, up until Homelander finding him, has been the same... It's been a fairly normal childhood. Um, yeah, and then since Homelander has entered his life, it has been pain and blood and loss and fear. Yep. Um, but yet somehow this is the person that he wants to comfort him. The person who has brought all of this into his life is also the person that he has turned to. Well, I think a lot of it is after Butcher pushed him away. Yeah. That had a massive effect on him. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think, I think the smile was a little bit too early. But then again, I know they wanted to have a cliffhanger for the end of the season. Can somebody just let that kid outside for a bit, please? I'm sorry. He just does look like he needs to go outside and be in the sun for a while. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of pale and sickly looking. Yeah, like I, yeah, he just, he just looks to me like he needs to go and sit outside and chase, like, well, obviously he was outside chasing a ball around the place. Yeah. But he needs more sunlight and a burger. I'm with (laughs) with Butcher, yeah. Get that kid a burger. That kid needs a burger. But I think the only other thing that's worth, not worth mentioning, but definitely deserves a mention is that music at the end there. Oh, the violin piece is oh, so that, good. That music at the end is just The music so the whole way good. through well, this whole, season. Yeah. This season in particular has been noticeable. You, I love that, like, a failed Avengers refrain. You love it as well. Yeah, it's Where great. it's the big swell of triumph and, and then, then it just deflates. And it even had it a bit here in the... Yeah. When, when Ryan they, smiles. No, when they actually use that when Homelander, or sorry, not Homelander, Soldier Boy picks up the broken piece of his shield and yeah. is like running at Annie while she's in the middle of the room going all Super Saiyan. Yeah. Just before we get that really satisfying yeah. noise. 
there you hear it going yeah. doing the thing as he's jumping also the way he was holding the edge of that shield made no sense for he had the pointy bit facing oh, for away how he was going to yeah. Attack. yeah I was like no 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 pointy bit in <laughs> you're trying to do damage yeah I don't know what he was doing there yeah didn't matter though I like the fact that it took a fair few blasts off them to break the shield though like that shield yeah. had weight <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> Well, considering Huey couldn't even fucking pick it up. Yeah, Huey couldn't even lift it. He couldn't move it. That was so funny. It was hands off the shield. Hands off the fucking shield. Yeah, no, Jensen was great this whole season. I'd like to see more Soldier Boy. I hope we get him back at least in a little bit. Yeah. I saw something that was saying Mallory was going to try and reprogram him. I was like, no, Mallory's not going to try and reprogram I don't think, yeah, him. Yeah, I think they'll just try and use him to work out. Yeah, they're just going to siphon out all of his blood. <laughs> he's definitely going to come back into it in some way or another because they can't just have him. They can't wake him up and use him again because that, no, he's like, he's going to no. do that. But I think they're just going to end up like siphoning all of his blood out or something. Yeah, but they can't They can't just leave him where he is because it'd be too open of a, a plot thread. Yeah. Well, he's with the CIA. That's but what for the minute, he's, he's with the some... CIA and he's tied up and, and I'm okay with that. He's in but that same big vault with the Ark of the Covenant. But I wouldn't mind more Soldier Boy. No, I did enjoy him. Especially as well because I don't want it to go into a one big bad per season thing. Yeah. They like they could be in depending on what happens in season four. They could be in danger of having done that. You know, Stormfront was the season two villain. So yeah, who was the season three villain? Will somebody else be the season four villain? Homelander, with Homelander as the main overarching yeah. villain. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get any Stan Edgar at all. Yes. even a news cameo or something like There's that. No this, mention of him really. No, not since he's his departure. Um, so I wonder if he'll come back now next season because they've had this. If the Bordel, they're definitely going to bring him back because is he going to have shown up now? As a contact with Mallory. Oh well, I don't even know how they'll bring him back. I just, oh, I just know no. they will how because of how they. Be, though, if oh he, yeah. If he shows up and he's been working for Mallory. I think we, yeah, we might get him back in that way, but just again for him to to maybe get himself back in control of Vought. But well, I definitely think we'll get him back because they didn't. There was nothing final about how he left the scene no. in episode four or five, like. Well, apart from giving Homelander the slap down. Yeah, but even still, there was nothing final about that. Like, I didn't think that he was done when he walked out of that office. No, I have been expect to see him pop up. No, I'm surprised he hasn't since then, to be yeah. honest with you. But um, anything else you'd like to add about this episode? No. Um, Before I... we go back into our COVID cocoon? No, out? COVID cocoon is calling me now. I am actually pretty rocked. No, most things I, I, I reserve until season wrap up because I have a lot of shit to say in that about the season in general. Yeah, season Nothing, in general. I don't but... think I have anything more to say about this episode that isn't going to lead me into an hour long rant about the season in general. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, really enjoyable episode. Maybe... Also, I'm really, really out of breath. Yeah. Maybe not their strongest finale. Definitely not the I, strongest episode of the season. No, but, but you still know a very what? I was still if if just say if out of the blue they cancelled it tomorrow, I would be happy with the season ending. Like I think that's a good season finale. Is I'm you, there is enough there to go on with it. But if I think if it didn't, if we never got season four, I would be very for, happy with with the roundup yeah, of things. For like for, it is almost everyone's almost back into their same positions that they were in previously. Yeah, there has been a fair bit of change character-wise. The status quo is nearly back to where it was at the start yeah. of the season. and I really enjoy that. And I like I don't like my characters being at odds with each other. Or I like it for a little bit, but I, well, like, I don't them. like... We don't like forced drama. No. So everything's kind of reverted back to... Everything is kind of settled. Yeah. But just to your point of if it ended there, it would be okay. It's kind of funny that... The show that keeps getting renewed for the next season before the current season even airs 
has had season finales that would work as show enders yeah. every season. Like if it had ended after season one, apart from the Becca cliffhanger. Which they could have just removed as well. well. Oh yeah, but apart from that cliffhanger, I would have been happy if that was all we got of the boys. Yeah. With the way season two ended, again, except for the cliffhanger, I would have been happy if that was where they had left it. And again, if it ended here without the cliffhanger of Ryan, it would have been okay if it ended there. They're all... Self-contained, which is really nice. Yeah, they're all nearly self-contained season ends. There's nothing worse than when a show ends unexpectedly on a cliffhanger with no resolution like Stargate Universe. Yeah, I neither want the show to end unresolved, nor do I want it to drag on for like fucking 20 seasons. Like Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Universe ended too soon. Supernatural just wouldn't fucking end. But you're right, yeah, we're already veering into season rap chats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I need to go lie down. As a finale, definitely did enjoy it. As I said, maybe not their strongest episode but still very enjoyable I got a really big fight scene I was happy yeah no the fight scene was excellent and we got a good bit of character growth from and we got some humility yes we finally got Huey being sensible and we can continue hating on Todd yes we can (laughs) Jesus Christ he's a fucking gobshite but we'll be back next week guys for our season wrap and as I said last week if any of you would like to get involved and give us some of your thoughts on the season just send them on to well you can send them in via email to monorantspodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter or Instagram, whatever you want. And we'll read them out next week and, and give you our Fight thoughts. Fight you. <laughs> well, yeah, depending on what you have to depending say. Depending on how spicy I feel. <laughs> yeah, either agree with you, disagree with you, fight yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, no, if you if you want to get involved, just shoot us a message. And in the meantime, if you want, you can head back and listen to all our previous episodes. Or you can jump over to Mono Rants at the Movies and listen to what we think about some of our favourite movies. Yeah. And you can also come and find us on Twitter at Rants Mono. You can send your own rants to monorantspodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram as well at monorants underscore the underscore boys. And we'll be back next week for our season wrap. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorants. We are one tour level two podcast. This is sci-fi. Man, we really hate Todd. Fuck that guy. I such a gimbal. Fuck that guy. <laughs>